Hiya besties, we have landed ourselves in episode three already and I I can't believe it. I hope you've enjoyed the first few episodes and learned at least a nugget of something to help you in your journey. Even if it's that you're not alone and you are seen in the midst of your struggle. In this episode, we are going to start the conversation of what does food freedom look like? I say begin because there is so much that removing this monster, this enemy, this kryptonite will open up for you. This is part one and in part two or episode four, we are going to cover how to start implementing strategies to stop binge eating, like actual tactical things. As always, I'm going to address the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual side. Why? Because emotional eating affects all of those things in your life. And if we start to unpack these areas, we will clearly see how desperate we are to have food freedom. And while you're refilling your water bottle, because if you're anything like me, you need a reminder to fill her on up, friend. Y'all like my Southern coming out? Expect that here on this podcast. But if you haven't left your review, here's your reminder to pause. Go subscribe. It's the little plus button at the top of the show. Rate me five stars and leave a five-star review. I'm currently recording this five days before the launch day, and I know you guys are going to want to win some of the prizes we have laid out in the launch party. Just head to Apple Podcasts leave a five-star review, and your thoughts of the podcast so far. It does take a few days for the reviews to show up, but in the meantime, you can go join the launch party over on Facebook. Go check the show notes for a link to that event. The earlier you are getting your review in, the better chance you have of winning. And as always, thank you for leaving a review. This is the best way for more people to hear this message. Hey friend, welcome to Pass the Plate Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and for so long, I relied on food to be my comfort. I'm also a wife to my high school sweetheart, Jake, a Christian, and the leader of my online wellness community. A few years ago, I was drowning in emotional binge eating and so desperate for a solution that actually worked. And if you're anything like me, you know this feeling all too well. If you're ready to let go of the heavy shame you've been carrying and uncover the life that's waiting on you, then refill that water bottle, sis, because it is time to jump on in. In episode two, we covered what does emotional eating look like, like the dark, shameful places it can take you, but introduce the exact opposite, food freedom, and we're here for it. Maybe it doesn't sound like a juicy topic, but I know what it feels like to be desperate for a solution, seeking a way out, and needing that clarity and understanding And that's what this episode is going to be. I hope this episode, where the last one was kind of dark and seemed a little hopeless, I hope this episode brings you so much joy and you really start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and start to get glimpses of what your life would be like when you lay down that emotional eating. Personal testimony here, my whole life changed when I understood what I was laying down to be able to pick up. Okay, so think about this. If your arms are so full of dirty old baggage or dirty old laundry, you have no room to pick up the new stuff, to pick up the light, very efficient suitcase instead of that heavy baggage or that light sundress instead of all that old laundry you're hanging on to. So let's lay that baggage down and start to make some room. Before I jump into the like tactical, the training, the teaching part of this episode, I want to get it out in the open that there are no shortages of diets, plans, programs that work. Some work, some don't, right? Using air quotes. And I had my hand in a lot of them since even like high school. 
And it's very hard to defeat emotional eating with just working on the mental side, right? Like if you're just focused on healing the mental and emotional side, that will get you so far, but then you're going to be like, okay, but like how, what, where, how do I tangibly start eating the correct foods? How do I know what's good, what's sustainable, things like that? Where do I start? Because that's where I found myself and I've kind of done the reverse right? So I needed the tactical solution, the physical solution. And while I found it, I felt like there was always that little piece that was missing. Because while I had the knowledge at my fingertips, the consistency, the internal battle that was going on was so strong that I never stuck with the physical solution. I stuck with it for a little while, but I'm talking about sustainable lifestyle, life-altering change, right? So I was there. I stumbled across a girl on social media who had lost 70 pounds doing home programs. And I said yes immediately. There was no question about it. If you remember from episode one, I talked about where I'd had four nights in a row of eating Papa John's pizza. Uh, It was Hawaiian to be exact. I mean, I'm a pineapple on a pizza kind of girl. But at that point, that fourth night, I was totally desperate. I was done. And I, I enrolled immediately because I was I was desperate for anything to work. And I really do believe God kind of had his hand in that. Her and I are best friends. Not only is she my mentor, but we are best friends. And I can't imagine a better mentor in the physical part of my journey, especially early on. And when I looked at her and I saw that she had lost 70 pounds, I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. Because my parents always taught me that in like third grade when we're dealing with multiplication and I felt like I couldn't do it. My dad was always like, if your older cousins made it through third grade, so can you. And that's kind of how I took on that uh, mental strength into my wellness journey and frankly, the rest of my life. So as you hear a little bit more about that in episode one, you can think about the physical solution that you might be needing It works if you work it, and I have a community that you are more than welcome to join. I'm an active coach. I have my online wellness community. It's in a private app, and we will welcome you on in. But if you have your own physical plan that is sustainable, hear me, sustainable for life and actually healthy to follow, it doesn't eliminate huge food groups, you're not restrictive, be my guest. But if you don't, you can always email pasttheplatepodcast at gmail.com Put in the subject line something like Battle Buddy or Beach Body, and I'll give you a listener discount to join my wellness community. So just so you know, you're open to choosing whatever physical solution you want. But if you don't have that solution, I'm here to help you. So let's hop on into some learning and let me learn you something. All right, so I'm a visual person, but we're going to have to learn via audio this go round, okay? So if you want to grab a piece of paper or something that maybe will help you visualize what it is that I'm going to be talking about, that may help you. Otherwise, just focus, hear me. If you're doing the laundry, girlfriend, just try to focus the best you can. Maybe you have to go back and listen to this a second time to try to understand what I'm saying. And I'm going to make this as simple as possible. But do you know the Muffin Man? No, I'm just kidding. Do you know what a Venn diagram is? It has the three circles. They kind of overlap. It's like a little triangle, but with circles. Anyhow, Google Venn diagram. I had to Google the name of it because I forgot what it was called. But imagine a Venn diagram with three circles and they're going to overlap, you know. So in circle one, you're going to have the physical, 
right? So this is all things physical body. Again, I'm no expert. I say that in multiple episodes. Um, but these are the things that I've personally experienced. I'm sure there are tons of like sciencey things, but I'm going to leave that for the professionals. And as I learn more and experience more, I'll be able to share more. So when you're trying to achieve fruit, food freedom or you're working on it or you're battling uh, emotional eating, right? As you start to clean it up and really start to see like some peace, In the physical body, you're going to see your energy levels go up. I am the queen of napping and it's so much worse when I'm out of control in my eating because it's just, I kind of want to forget about it. Remember the shame cycle that I talked about? I want to forget about my mistake that I just made by overeating and not to mention carb coma, right? So I I go to sleep, I take a nap, I get sleepy, I get brain fog, whatever you want to call it. Um, And gut health is a huge huge topic. I mean, there's podcasts solely on gut health. So gut health is the second thing that I wrote down um, in my little circle. And I don't know if you knew this because I didn't, but it is estimated that 90% of serotonin is produced inside your gut. I'm fixing to do a gut program um, here in a couple weeks, and you are more than welcome to do it with me if you would like. Um, but I'm learning a lot about gut health and I had no idea that the serotonin, a lot of it, most of it is produced in the gut. It is a happy hormone and a neurotransmitter. So I I had to Google some of that. So I'm no professional. Again, it's just me searching for information, um, and using what I have for my online community to be able to pass on to you guys. Um, but I'll I'll cover more of that. I'm going to do a series while I do the gut program and be able to share updates and what I'm experiencing with you guys. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but when I am achieving more food freedom um, in my physical body, I'm also Im- seeing improvements with my skin. So when I'm not eating junk, my skin glows. I have less um, bumps and I have less like hormonal acne. Um, when I'm really choosing healthy foods and foods that aren't igniting that emotional eating, um, your body is more hydrated, right? Because typically you're going to have more water in your system and you're not going to be snacking as much. Instead, you're going to be really hydrated. My brain fog goes down. Obviously, I see weight loss. I think mainly anybody starts their journey most of the time, at least I did, looking for a weight loss solution. But you're going to hear me talk a little bit about weight loss, but a lot of it is is other things too. It's not just weight loss, but obviously you'll see weight loss, some muscle definition. If you're working out, you'll see some muscle mass and not to mention your internal organs, guys. Like that's not something that we look at every day. We don't just go routinely get scans unless you have something that you are scanning for. Um, I'll just share like a little tidbit. My dad just had his gallbladder taken out. Um, and this has been a seven-month-long journey. Uh, back in August, it's now, what is it, March, um, he had a gallstone get lodged. Okay, I'm not a doctor, so bear with me. But he had a gallstone get lodged. It backed up the bile into the gallbladder and the pancreas and basically lit his pancreas on fire, and he had pancreatitis. And that landed him in the hospital for an entire week. And one of the causes of really overworking that gallbladder is a diet high in fat, right? And a lot of um, unhealthy fats, okay? Avocado is very different from 
cupcakes. Okay, they both have fat in them, but avocado is very different. So again, going back to that sustainable solution for your physical journey, right? Knowing what to eat. Avocado is one of those foods that you are encouraged, right? It's a healthy fat. Um, And I kind of have this thought now, if we don't invest in our health now, we're definitely going to pay for it later. My dad had massive doctor bills from that and we're thankful for insurance, but still yet, you know, he had to learn uh, how to eat differently in a very intense way rather than, you know, doing it at a younger age and learning those, uh, learning those habits early on. Okay, are y'all still with me? Because we're headed into circle two, which is the mental and emotional side. So the number one thing in the mental and emotional side that I've experienced is increased confidence. Not because of how I look, but because I am fighting something hard, right? It's internal confidence. You know that you are powering through a difficult time. Uh, You are being tempted and you are resisting it, Um And, you know, you're fighting with all your might someday. So that internal confidence is going to shoot way up. You're going to have joy, right? You're happier because you're not fighting the shame cycle. You might be fighting to stay the course and and to tap that inner strength, right? But you're not having to fight that shame cycle. And that is amazing because that shame, we wear it like we wear clothes. And the joy is what is going to come in in place of that shame. Your brain is clear and you start to see those good things and you start choosing positivity. That negative self-talk that you were experiencing is going to be silenced. It may bubble up from time to time, but your internal emotions are going to be uh, very peaceful, calm, not chaotic, not this chaotic voice going on in your head. Uh, So you can expect those three things, I'm sure more, right? But those are just the three things that I had listed in the mental and emotional category. Now hopping into the third circle and my favorite one, which is the spiritual side. And if you're not a very spiritual person, you can feel free to replace some of the vocabulary that I use um, or just listen in. And if you are a spiritual person, I hope this blesses you. Um, So the number one thing when I'm choosing food freedom rather than emotional eating is that I feel like that's where God gets to shine. So we know that in our weakness is where he is strong, right? Second Corinthians 12, nine says each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. I have clung, clinged, clung, whatever. I don't, I don't do grammar. Well, (laughs) I have clung to that Bible verse for as long as I can remember when I really figured out that what I was battling was not myself, but I was actually battling the enemy. Maybe you have a different word for quote unquote the enemy, but that's how I relate it. So feel free to use whatever word feels better for you. But I know that in my faith, that's that's what we call it is the enemy, right? So um, I know that that helps me fight the enemy. His strength is all I need. And that's red letter, y'all. That is red letter. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And I believe that truth. So that's what I cling to. Um, And you're relying on something greater than you to fight. And when God is fighting on your behalf against the enemy, we already know, spoiler alert, God wins every time. All we have to do is claim the victory. The victory's already been won. We know that. We just have to believe that truth and claim it as such. And every time I've done that, when I'm in the midst of the battle, or I'm being tempted, I I get to claim that victory. And it I, I it's so weird, guys. Well, not weird, but it's so supernatural. It's so 
uh, past my my own strength, right? It has to come from something bigger than me uh, because I'm not that strong. That's what I'm trying to say. I am not that good. I am, I am not that guy. <laughs> I am not that good at being that strong. It has to come something that is bigger than me. So that's the single best tool that I've used to fight emotional eating. I've had physical tools. I've drank the water, done the challenges, done the diets, had meal plans. But when it comes to that in the moment struggle, all I have to do is ask God for the help. And sometimes I'm strong instantly and I really feel that power. And sometimes I have to pray over it. Sometimes I have to turn worship music on. And do I get it right every time? No, 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 no. I do not get it right every single time, you guys. Like, I don't ever want y'all to think that I'm on this pedestal and I must eat kale and and apples and all this avocado. Like, no, I struggle too. And the reason, you know, let's let's put like a little asterisk here. I felt very unqualified to do this podcast because I was still in the struggle. And then one of my friends said, that is the reason you are qualified to do this podcast is because you do struggle. And she was basically saying, like, how are you going to be able to guide people through it if if you've never gone through it? And I agreed with that. So Sometimes I feel unqualified to talk about this stuff, but I have to remember that that's just that negative self-talk in my brain. That's the enemy trying to talk. And what I have to remember is that I can relate best when I'm kind of in the trenches with you guys. So I don't get it right every time. I absolutely mess up. I absolutely get off track. But what I'm going for is that food freedom and relying on God to help me get through it. So it's really practicing that reliance. Hear me. The world tells us to be independent, right? Be an independent woman. Be a strong person, right? But what happens when we are not strong? Who do we tap into when we are struggling, right? God tells us to lean on him. And every time I've done it, I've come out way more successful than if I try to rely on my own strength, okay? So the world tells us to be independent, but God tells us to lean on him. His burden is a lot. In Matthew 11, 30, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Again, red letter. That's what Jesus said, right? He said that the, what he gives us is light and easy to carry. And every time I've prayed, every time I've truly given my heavy burden, my emotional baggage, my, you know, tough conversations that are going on in my head, every time I've given that and prayed over it, it's helped, you guys. I heard a um, a story and I'm going to kind of wing this story. I didn't really write much notes about this, but it was a pastor and he was talking about how he took his dog to the pet store and this dog does not go anywhere without his old tennis ball. And the pastor was saying, you know, I was willing to buy him whatever toy he wanted in there, right? Like, like go, go wild, go choose a brand new big tennis ball or go choose a squeaky toy, like whatever you want. The dog would not let go of the old tennis ball. And he got to thinking that's really how the father feels for us sometimes, right? He has something, aka this brand new tennis ball, waiting for us if we would just lay the old tennis ball down. Because we can't carry both tennis balls in our mouth, right? We can only play with one tennis ball at a time. So when the pastor was talking He was just saying his dog would not lay it down and how that reminded him of himself with his father, right? And I'm so guilty of that. I cling to the old tennis ball sometimes in those old ways instead of realizing that if I would just lay that old, disgusting, slimy 
tennis ball down that what my father has for me is so much better than even I can imagine, right? But I can't carry both. And that's the same way with this emotional eating, guys. Like we have to claim that new life. You're a new creation, right? We have to we have to know that what he has for us is going to be so much better than any temporary hit or fix that we can get with food, right? Because that voice that tells us, hey, go eat that bag of Doritos. It's very tempting. It's very flirtatious. It, it romances food. But when we dive into the truth of it, right, God God helps us look at the truth of the matter. And really, food is fuel, right? It, it helps us um, go through our day, be strong, have a healthy body. It works with us. If, if it's gas for a car, right, we want, we want the best gas. Same way goes for our food. We want to be putting the best into our bodies, just like we want the best kind of gas in our vehicles, right? So I, I love the tennis ball story. Um, I relate it to my journey all too well, and hopefully that blesses you as well. So what do we have that is overlapping? Remember I said it's a Venn diagram, okay? So we've got the, the physical, we've got the emotional, mental, and then we've got the spiritual. So I'm just going to kind of take it how I would look at it if I was looking at these three circles. So we talked about gut health with the, with the serotonin. This is just an example. So the serotonin, once it produced more, right, it's going to give us more happiness, yeah? So when you feel more happy, you're going to feel more encouraged and keep making those good decisions, which leads to more confidence because confidence is something that is built in the practice. It's that internal confidence. As your confidence goes up, your negative voices in your head are going to be going down, right? They're going to be silenced. And when those voices or the enemy isn't yapping in your ear all day, you're going to feel like you aren't wearing that weight around and the burden is going to be light. That's kind of how I related all three of those circles. I'm sure there's multiple little connections that you can build, but that is why I talk a lot about the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual side. Because when all three or four are in tandem, you really start to get a whole picture of health rather than just focusing on weight loss. Because for so long, that's what I did. And it left me empty. And I failed a lot, all the time. And when your only goal is weight loss, guys, there are tons of ways to lose weight that is extremely unhealthy, right? So weight loss is not our goal. I think what we're really looking for is sustainability and and that internal confidence and of course a healthier body which sometimes that does mean we need to lose weight right we we have to maintain healthy uh, body weights so that we're not overloading our organs right and I'm always I'm not one to talk on a pedestal sometimes what I'm telling you guys is exactly what I need to hear in my own ears so from that tennis ball story what are you needing to lay down what baggage are you carrying around, right? We talked about having that old dirty luggage or old dirty baggage or old dirty laundry that we're carrying around or that old dirty tennis ball. What do you need to lay down so that you can pick up? What freedoms are you missing out on right now because you're carrying emotional eating with you like it's your best friend? Because even though I have the freedom to eat a whole bag of Doritos, I know that the freedom that I just had to eat those bag of Doritos is going to lead me to bondage later, right? That mental baggage I'm going to carry around for doing that is going to last 
far longer than the bag of Doritos did, right? That that negative self-talk will start to come in. I'll I'll feel uh, discouraged, right? The the enemy can start yapping in my ear again. I'll be that that mental baggage will be heavy. And that can reignite the shame cycle that we talked about. So what it what is it that you need to lay down so that you can start to pick up this newfound freedom? And I'm not, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna mess up, guys. We are not perfect humans. And can we talk about the fact that if we have created this habit, I'm uh, fixing to be 29. If I've created this habit since I was in kindergarten, like how long do you think that that's going to take to undo? So hear me when I say that this is a practice. You practice it. It's not going to happen overnight, right? Just like our relationship with our father, he enjoys when we come back to him, right? When we spend daily time with him. In episode four, I'm going to talk about things that I do daily to help me battle emotional eating. So you'll be able to implement some of those tactical solutions from there. It's my hope that you are enjoying these episodes. Food freedom is such a huge in-depth topic. So I knew that this was going to be that two-part episode. Who knows? It may end up being a three-parter. I have no idea. We'll just see how it goes, guys. But please re-listen if you feel like this was a lot. Because it was a lot for me to kind of write out and make sure I covered every topic I wanted to. But take time to make the list and see uh, if you can read it in the mornings, right? That list of what do you need to lay down versus what are you going to be picking up? Maybe it's part of your morning routine. I'm always an email away if you need help. Uh, you can always reach out to me if you're needing help with a tangible and f- physical solution to your emotional eating. Remember, I've got you in my online wellness community. Uh, we can work one-on-one together and I can connect you to the system that I've used for the past several years. So send me an email to podcast at gmail.com. You can put Beach Body or Battle Buddy in the subject line and I will send you information. So don't forget to keep working on your water because we all need that reminder and I'll see you here next week. What up, girlfriend? Did you enjoy this episode? If so, I'd love for you to head to Apple Podcasts and write a review to tell me what spoke to you or blessed you in some way. I always want this to be a two-way conversation and this is the best way I can gain clarity on what you're loving. Speaking of conversations, though, are you on social media? If so, connect with me at Hannah Dickey Bryson, send me a message, or share this episode to your stories. Please tag me, though, so I can keep this hangout session going all week long. And as always, if you need support on your emotional eating journey, I've got you. Hop on over to my free Facebook group, and I will see you in there, sis. Have a good week.